Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey, Jonathan. How's it going? I have a new favorite city in Pennsylvania. Okay, what is it? I, I didn't really have an old favorite city in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm not sure I'd ever been it? to Pennsylvania, except for like driving through on the way to New York. But All right, so anyway. tell me about it. All right, Pittsburgh. Great town. Yes. That's one of Keith's favorite cities. Really? I did not he know this. He loves Pittsburgh. I have never been to Pittsburgh. I want to go to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is the home of the Mr. Rogers television show, which I loved as a child. So I've wanted, because there's like, a, I don't know, it's like a museum or something there I've wanted to, to do. But I one of the things I've always heard about is how, I guess, I don't know if it's when you're coming from the airport or what, but there's this tunnel you go through. Yes, there's and a very long tunnel. At, then you come out of the tunnel and it's like the city is just right there. It's yes. like right upon you. And I think that's that's pretty neat. But it's one of my dreams to go to Pittsburgh one day. Well, you, you, that's a different dream. A lot of people have different dreams than you. You realize that, right? I mean, Pittsburgh's I wanna, great and all, but I, I don't know if people really dream about going to Pittsburgh. Well, Keith has been there several times and has told me different things about it. And that's why, you know, I've just heard great stuff about it. So I want to go to Pittsburgh and to North Dakota. It's a lovely town. Yes. So I, I really enjoyed my time there this week. Obviously, I was there for the NAM trustee meeting. If you follow me on social media, you saw my pictures. You saw my Permani Brothers sandwiches. That was glorious. And um, I, I really enjoyed it. So great town. And uh, just really, we'll talk a little bit more about the NAM work going on there. But Amy, yes, absolutely. Highly recommend if you ever have a chance to hit Pittsburgh, do it. You can you know hit a lot of the uh, the touristy spots or whatever, but uh, the, the the lifts that they have up the side of the mountains, I can't think of the name of those. I did not get to do one of those. Wanted to, just didn't have the time because I was too busy working. But uh, yeah, a great little town and uh, the architecture, blown away by it and really, really, really cool. So highly recommend. I can talk more offline, but we have like important news to talk about this week though, Amy. Yes. Very so, important. So before we get to that, we do want to remind you, just got a couple of weeks left to register for Fall Preview Day over at Southwestern Seminary. Fall Preview Day is the perfect time to explore everything a college has to offer. Texas Baptist College and Southwestern are excited to welcome new students to campus for Fall Preview Day on October 22nd. So it's about two weeks away, and students will have a chance to check out the campus, meet their professors, talk to fellow students about their Texas Baptist College experience, and you can visit texasbaptist.com slash preview to learn more and register for Fall Preview Day at Texas Baptist College on the campus of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in Fort Worth, Texas. Also a great town, by the way. Very cool. A lot of great towns. A lot of, a lot of, a lot friends, of great towns. A lot, of, a lot of towns that are friends of the pod, by the way. Just throwing yes. that out there. They don't know yes. it, but they are. But so, they are. Yes, they are. All right. So I was in Pittsburgh, and I was on a Zoom call, Amy, on Tuesday. Uh, running a that long thing. Zoom call. A long Zoom call. A, a long Zoom call. Second Tuesday in a row for that. But yes. the EC approved the guidepost contract, agreed to waive privilege. Uh, a lot of things going on with this, so unpack it for us, Amy. Yeah, so... This was, it was more than three and a half hours and a lot during of the lunch hour, by the way, just, right. just throwing that out there. Yes. And a lot of people tuned in for this because it was live streamed. The parts, there, there were some parts in executive session related to receiving counsel from attorneys, but a ton of it was not debate was not in an executive session. And so that was live stream for everyone and a lot of viewers for that. Lots of Southern Baptists tuning in. How how many? How many was that? How many were present for that? About two thousand. 
Yeah. So yeah. they met for more than three and a half hours and ultimately voted in favor of a motion to uh, waive attorney-client privilege in cooperation with the contract with Guidepost after you know several weeks of discussion on this, along with the the sexual abuse task force that had been appointed by Ed Litton. Um, all of this stemming from that motion from the messengers on the floor of the annual meeting. So the motion to move forward in you know complete cooperation with all the things it passed by a margin of forty-four to thirty-one with three abstaining. Um, there were a few who weren't able to be on the call, but of the the ones, there was way more than a quorum there. Uh, so of the, the folks who voted, it was 44 to 31 to move forward. Uh, one part of the contract that I think was new to this contract that from the previous ones was a committee on cooperation. Unpack that for us. Yeah. So this is part of the contract and it calls for creating that a group that is made up of four members of the executive committee and SBC president Ed Litton, who will lead the committee. So it's, it's all members on the, on the EC. Two of them will be chosen by the task force. Two of them will be chosen by the EC. And that essentially now means that they will be chosen by Roland Slade, because at the end of that meeting, the board also voted to give him the authority to appoint those two members. Um, they have to be among the ones who just came into their first term. The reason for that is that all the members that just rolled on after the SBC annual meeting, the ones that came from the committee on nominations and began their service, they are not under the scope of this investigation because the scope of this investigation, you know, begins in 2000 and goes all the way up to June, 2021. So that's why it has to be new members in on this committee on cooperation, because there's, there's no conflict of interest there. And they're really designed to, kind of stand in the gap to be the the group that works with the task force, cooperates with the task force when it comes to uh, flow of information. So this the guidepost will talk be talking to a, a number of people. They've got you know some information on their website if people want to talk to them. And so they will they will talk beyond just the executive committee, but obviously they're going to be reaching out specifically to the executive committee documents, things like that. And so this committee on cooperation is the group that will work with the task force to ensure that that is done um, seamlessly. Absolutely, Amy. And there's more information over in the article at Baptist Press. You can read the full contract that has been executed. We have an update in that. So uh, things are underway. You know, we've had a lot of talk the last three or four weeks about this. But as of Tuesday, everything is kind of decided and things are moving forward. So uh, we'll see if we get any updates and how often those comes and, and what they entail as we move forward. Uh, but for now, that is a, it's kind of past us. But uh, Amy, you mentioned it earlier. I just want to point out one thing. There were 2,000 people watching a live stream of a Zoom call on Tuesday. Yes. That, that's a lot. It I is. Just, I just thought that was just something to, to point out here. Um, I think when you and I started this podcast a couple years or you know, six years ago, we were like, hey, we want people to care about the SBC the other 363 days of the year. And and now we've got people watching a Zoom call, Amy. Kind of crazy. That's crazy. I don't think we would have ever expected that. I mean, I'm not saying it's because of us. I'm just saying that like people are starting to care the other 363 days of the year. So kind of kind of wild there. Yes. All right. Some good news, Amy. It's the first of the month. You know what that means? 
CP. That's right. Cooperative program giving total this year, $192,271,436 for the fiscal year. We busted through the goal for the year, the, the budget goal, by $5.4 million. So we eclipsed the goal basically flat from last year. I mean, we're talking just a couple of hundred thousand dollars less than last year's giving. So, you know, COVID, it seemed kind of steady over the past two years after everything that went on with the pandemic. But good news is we hit the budget and we move forward to next year on a uh, our solid foundation of giving from Southern Baptists. Excellent. And that definitely, as you said, was something with the pandemic, we weren't really sure what to expect. And so that's good news. I mean, that's good news for the cooperative program. Also, just that means that's good news for churches, uh, for state conventions, everything that everything stayed uh, much steadier than we had feared. It's much more steady than a lot of people may have anticipated with the giving in the past year. And I think we're also seeing that in our churches. Almost every pastor I talk to talks about how the giving has just rebounded and doing so well this year. So uh, moving forward, really encouraged by that as we move into the next budget year. So new budget year, new giving reports every month. So we'll see what happens as we move forward. Also, some good news, Amy, from IMB, Lottie Moon, $177.6 million, which includes fourteen point nine received for specific projects, making this just one of the most incredible Lottie Moon Christmas offerings in history. That's amazing. Um, it passes the $175 million offering goal that had been set uh, in partnership with WMU. And also when they com- when you combine it with the $96.8 million that was received through the cooperative program, it was the best financial year in history for the IMB. Yeah. That's a big deal. Remember, they get a little bit over 50% of the CP gifts that we just talked about. So you know, $96.8 million from that, and then plus this $177.6, just, just incredible. So uh, really exciting. Next year's goal for the Lottie Moon Christmas offering is $185 million. So that season kind of starts in just a few weeks with the Week of Prayer for International Missions. So uh, I know a lot of churches preparing for that this fall, excited about that. So uh, thank you, Southern Baptist, for that. But wait, Amy, there's more. To Nam we go. And the Annie Armstrong Easter offering, $66.5 million, breaking the record for highest Annie Armstrong Easter offering ever. That is a huge piece of news there. It's an 8% gain over the record total from 2019, mm-hmm. which uh, which was, was 61.6 million. And just looking back to 2010, 22% increase. So really, really incredible. And this is something just like Lottie Moon goes straight to the international mission field. Annie Armstrong goes straight to church planters. So it it is a really, really exciting thing to get those kind of records busting everywhere. So I was in attendance when they announced this the other night. And I mean, just the room just exploded. I mean, it was so exciting for this and to be, you know, we kind of knew it was coming because they had kind of hinted at it. It was going to be the biggest ever. We didn't know the number. And Kevin Ezell was funny. He's like, you know, we got to this point and I told him, stop the counting. We can't go any higher unless we go a lot higher because <laughs> he didn't want the total to be 66.6 million. So uh, it was kind of funny about that. So that's that's really funny. So anyway, uh, also the trustees, I, I told you they, they announced this at the trustee meeting, the meeting in Pittsburgh. Uh, kind of cool. The meeting. So. They have a Send Relief Center in Pittsburgh. I think we've talked about that on the in the past. And uh, the Send City Coordinator, Rob Wilton, good friend of the pod, 
uh, former pastor in New Orleans, now is uh, up in Pittsburgh, been there three years. Didn't realize he'd been there that long, but he'd been yeah. there three years. Uh, they planted up there and at Vintage Pittsburgh, the, the church up there. But they have a sin relief ministry center up on the top of Mount Washington, uh, which is the, kind of the bluff that overlooks the city of Pittsburgh, uh, named for George Washington. Uh, not Martha, unfortunately. Uh, she doesn't have anything named after her, Amy. I'm sorry. The first lady, lack of um, love there. There are plenty of things named after Martha Washington, okay. but well, just not, not that. Not this yeah. one. Um, so it's it's named after her husband. So the uh, Sin Relief Ministry Center there, they, they, they use that to really give relief and you know show Christ's love through ministries there in the community. Uh, they have a, f- a food closet. I think they have a, um, a, a clothes closet as well. They do different events, trainings, ESL, that kind of stuff. They're at the center. Uh, but they use that. It's in the bottom floor of this old historic church that the top is used for the church plant. So you've got the church plant up there. And actually, I think there are two church plants in there because one of them, they haven't been able to reoccupy where they were meeting before. I think they were meeting in like a theater or something. And the theater still has not let them begin meeting again. So uh, they've, they've been out of it for 18, 20 months, whatever it is, because of COVID-19. But uh, it hosts at least two church plants right now. And Rob Wilton and Rob Main, uh, their churches, and just uh, incredible work that's going on there. And the, the center itself, I put some pictures up on my Twitter. You have to check that out. But uh, we had a great time touring that with the trustees. And then we went over to the University of Pittsburgh to Heinz Chapel, Amy. And if you've never been in Heinz Chapel, it's spectacular. So, well, since I've never been to Pittsburgh, I, I, I've never been. Yeah, in I sent you Chapel. pictures though. And you did. You need to go you did. see it's it. Gorgeous. The stained glass, yes. incredible. Uh, so, uh, it just a really, really incredible building there on the campus, of the University of Pittsburgh. So we did that tour on Monday, and then on Tuesday, their committees met. They had the uh, plenary session that afternoon during the middle of the EC thing. So I, I wasn't able to make it over to that because I had other duties. But uh, the Monday night, we had that that celebration dinner for. Annie Armstrong, and just an incredible time there. So uh, just uh, thank you, NAM, for your hospitality on that. Also, business, Amy, from the NAM trustee meeting, they approved a operating budget of $122.8 million, which is a return basically to the pre-COVID levels of their budget. And they also got a report from their chaplain commissioning group that they are seeing strong salvation numbers despite the ongoing challenges related to the pandemic in the military. Through the end of 2021 second quarter, chaplains reported 45,470 gospel presentations and 5,137 professions of faith with 854 baptisms. That's incredible that uh, the numbers they're seeing there in their chaplain outreach. Remember, NAM is over the chaplaincy. I was able to actually, I sat with Doug Carver, uh, General Carver the other day at the Heinz Chapel. He was sitting next to me there. Or he was at the meeting, got to announce that, and just some great reports from the North American Mission Board. That is so exciting. Also, Tanya York says hello. I love Tanya York. I know. I know you do. So Friend of the pod. Yes. And and so does Dr. York, Herschel. He, he says hello yes. as well. So Eric One Thomas uh, got to see him. Uh, Willie Rice, the whole crew uh, over at the North American Mission Board, uh, the trustees there. So that was pretty awesome to hang out with them. And uh, again, thank you, Dr. Ezell, for all the hospitality and for just uh, letting me be a part of a, a great week for the North American Mission Board. Also, Amy, in Oklahoma, we've got a new executive director, Todd Fisher, the new exec in Oklahoma. Yeah, congratulations. Very exciting. We got state execs popping up all over the place. So 
Todd Fisher has served as pastor of Emanuel Baptist Church in Shawnee, Oklahoma since 2003. And so he will become the 10th executive director treasurer in uh, Oklahoma's state convention history, succeeding Hans Dilbeck, who went to Guidestone. Yeah, Guidestone, so. new president at Guidestone. Dr. Dilbeck moved over there earlier this year, I guess it was. And then that means that they needed somebody to fill that spot. And it's Todd Fisher. So congrats to Todd. Not sure if I met him. I texted him the other night, congratulated him, and uh, hopefully to get to meet him, see him soon. And uh, congratulations on that. He will assume the role January 1st of this year. So finish out the year at Shawnee, get them through the Christmas season and the, the Lottie Moon Christmas offering season, Amy. That's right. And then get them uh, through that, and then he will assume the role of executive director on January 1st. Joe Ligon, the associate director, is going to stay in that interim role until then. So just some quick updates from that. And we got a new vice president over at Southern Seminary, Dustin Bench, vice president of communications. Yes. So Dustin's actually, I think, coming home to Southern Seminary because he is a former staff member there, graduated there uh, twice. He currently is living in Wales in the UK, uh, serving at Union School of Theology over there. He's been in that role since last year, uh, but now he's going to be he's going to be coming back, and he will be uh, vice president of communications as well as associate professor of biblical spirituality and historical theology. So uh, that's a big announcement there, joining the faculty and the administration. Yeah, he was the provost over at Union in that's right Wales. So congratulations to Dustin. On that, uh, look forward to meeting him. I, I've not met him. But did you know him from your time at Southern or not? Uh, I did not. Okay. No, right. I think we did not. We we weren't there at the same time. Okay, so. gotcha. All right. Well, congrats to him. And uh, looking, like I said, looking forward to seeing him, meeting him in the future. And uh, best of luck on that cross Atlantic move. That that would be a tough one, Amy. Moving across the ocean twice. Like well, they got yeah. they had to move over there and then move them back. Yeah. But yes, it would be tough. That's one of those where you, when you come back, you got to make sure you have everything you need on the on the plane, because that's right. It's gonna be a couple days. It might your be. Stuff gets there. Yes. Just gonna yes. be. You know, it's not that's like right. oh, it'll be here tomorrow. No, it's gonna be nope. a few days. Yep. Don't pack anything that you need right away. So that's right. I think that's gonna do it for our news this week. Amy, bring us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. All right, we're gonna go to 1980 to a story uh, in Baptist Press from October 7th. That was just a fun one. And uh, it's, it's a very interesting, very interesting ministry. Uh, Ken and LaDonna Wynn were a retired trucking couple from Northwest Kansas. And they came to Oklahoma City, uh, it says, with a vision for sharing the gospel's good news with a world that rides on 18 wheels. They were known were they to eastbound lots and of- down? I, I don't know. I don't okay. know. But their CB handles were Kansas Tornado and Little Breeze. Not Aqua Bear or Oatmeal. That's right. And for those of you who know, who get that, hats off to you. When the Kansas Tornado and Little Breeze blew into Oklahoma City last spring, they did more than kick up some Oklahoma dust. That was the lead of the story. Uh, they're full-time Baptist volunteers, and uh, they were in a 24-hour nonstop ministry to truckers. So there was a small prayer chapel. I'd love to know if it's still there on the parking lot of Jerry Brown's truck stop in Oklahoma City. Um, it was part of a kind of a relationship between Capital Baptist Association and Transport for Christ. That was a Christian fellowship for members of the trucking industry who didn't necessarily have access all the time to their local churches because they were on the road so much. And I, I mean, I knew this when we were in Waverly, we had 
um, a truck trucker that was in our church. And there were a lot of times that he wasn't able to be there because he was on the road. So they said there are 168,000 people involved in trucking in Oklahoma. Most of them are in Oklahoma City. If it was a military base, there would be a chaplain. But whoever heard of a chaplain? for truckers. So started working with the local association there. Uh, The owner of the truck stop was a Baptist layman and he gave space for the chapel and he paid utility bills. And so they bought a camper. They lived, lived there next to it. They were, like I said, they were retired and it gave all of the truckers a place that they could worship, that they could pray or talk a place that they could connect with those Um, with those chaplains, it said they have no illusions about the nature of their ministry. We're just planting the seeds or watering seeds that have already been planted. We know we may not get to see the harvest, but on the other hand, I can't imagine a more exciting mission field than right here. So it was just kind of a a cool story that I thought I, I always like to be reminded of different mission fields that we don't think about. And back in 1980, the winds Kansas tornado and little breeze were setting up sort of a chaplaincy of their own. And they were talking about it this week in SBC history. They were doing what they said can't be done. They're loaded up and trucking. (laughs) Yes. There you go. If you get those references, please just, you know, hold the email. Don't drop in lots of dropping lots of Easter eggs in this episode. Don't, don't send the emails this week, please. So yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I got Jerry Reed rolling through my head right now. But that's really cool, go. though. I mean, it's it's a great it's a great ministry and and makes sense. That's right. I love to learn about folks who see a mission field and they just go to it because it that would never have occurred to me. Even having someone in our church who couldn't be there all the time, the idea that he could have encountered people on the road that were seeking to minister to him and that that would be huge. Well, didn't we have so. a story? We had a story one time I think that you covered about a church that had a truck stop or there was a truck stop in a church, or maybe we did a BP article. That might've been what it was in the last couple of years. We did a BP article about a truck stop and a church or a church in a truck stop and something like that. I, I I can't, the the details are escaping me, but I mean, it, it makes sense. Those things are hubs of people and to put a ministry center in a truck stop, you know, type hub of people makes sense. So very cool. Awesome. All right, resources of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is? My resource of the week is actually two books. I just got them in the mail by Scott James. One is I a got revised and updated. I know. One is revised and updated version of the expected one, anticipating all of Jesus in the advent. Uh, so this is something that if you want to do this kind of a family devotional for advent season, and we're not that far from it, um, go ahead and, and make your plans, order this. And, um, and, but then there was also another one, which is the risen one. And that's something to prepare for Easter. So you can actually go ahead and grab that too, and, and put your order in so that you're ready for both. But Scott James is a good friend of the pod, as we've said, greatly appreciate him and appreciate his, all of his work um, as he is an infectious disease specialist uh, in pediatrics and just does an incredible, incredible job. Obviously the last couple of years, we have really appreciated him with everything that's going on. I've always Uh, appreciated him. But yes, but, but an amazing uh, churchman and just a, a huge, uh, a huge voice 
that's out there. And I, I love his writing. So really excited to be able to talk about these. All right. Yeah. So hey, how about we just make both of these our two resources? So I love it. You take one. All I right, take the other. All right. So, mine is the expected one. Well, I get the risen savior one. So yes, mine is the already yours is the not yet or something like that. I don't know. The, my favorite part of this is the table of contents. Instead of table of contents, it is the order of things, which is like so Scott James, by the way, the order of things. I love that. That's very so, Scott James. Yes. It's also very Andrew Peterson-y, this, uh, the whole book, the layout and look and everything. When I first yes. opened them, I thought that's what it was. And then I went, oh, it's Scott. Yeah. And it's very cool. So I know Scott will appreciate that comparison, by the way. And yes. Andrew's got a new book coming out too, by the way. Very he soon. does. He does. Yeah. So well, we'll talk, we'll I'll, I'll, talk I'll about do that, that one week. in a couple of weeks. Yes. All right. A couple of housekeeping notes, Amy. Good friend of the pod, Art Tolston, went under the knife this week and had hip replacement surgery. His second hip replacement is the other one, not the same hip. But he is recovering and it went really well, from what I understand. That's good. I saw you posted that the other day and uh, very concerned and just glad to hear that that he's doing yeah, all right. So good update from him. Also, Joe McKeever. Many of you know Joe and his cartoons and his drawings and everything. Uh, he's usually doing caricatures at the New Orleans booth or has done that in the past at the annual meeting. Joe was in ICU this week and not doing well because of some uh, issues with uh, chemo that he had and it kind okay. of messed with his pancreas a little bit. Really, really bad. And his actually kind of recovering now. So uh, okay. be in prayers for Joe McKeever as well, folks, on, on that one. Just a couple of things, just to kind of keep those guys in prayer. I know that they're kind of close to our team over at Baptist Press, obviously. Our you know, former employee Joe does a lot of work for us. So they're kind of top of mind this week uh, while all this other right. stuff was going on. We were really, you know, really praying for Joe as well as Art. Uh, you know, in their health related needs. All right, Amy, that's going to do it for us this week on the podcast. Again, thank you for all of you who have, you know, over the past few years, it, it's not because of Amy and I and the podcast and everything, obviously, but just, we're, we're just excited to see people involved in the process. And so I, I guess just a thank you from us to you for folks caring about the SBC kind of almost as much as we do sometimes and maybe more. Uh, so it's, it's been exciting to see that over the past few weeks, just the interest and involvement from everybody out there. So, uh, I just wanted to say thanks to everybody. Uh, if you're listening to a podcast about the SBC, you're really involved. So, uh, we appreciate yes. that. And, uh, we appreciate everybody who's taking the time to, to watch three hour zoom calls. I was going to say, and if you're watching several hours of zoom calls, you are, uh, you're very interested and here's the thing. Let's be honest, that was a extremely important discussion on that Zoom call. And so that's one reason people wanted to tune in. But what it also tells us is that people care about this. It matters to people, um, not just the convention, but the the issue at hand matters. And that is that is good. And so we're grateful. We're grateful for that. We have a, a this is going to be a long process and we're going to walk through it. But um but what we're grateful for is that so many people want to engage in this. Yeah. So, and, and if you're wanting to really engage in it, come to Anaheim. Hotel rooms available now. Hotels opened up last week. So you can go in and get your hotels and plan to join us in Anaheim. Planaheim, Amy. Planaheim. I love that. There you go. All righty. Well, hey, folks, we'll see you next week. See you next week.